Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. Don't know what to say when that toxic person gaslights you yet again. Do you stress that all your hard work and rehearsing will only leave you feeling speechless when the time comes, or worse, reacting almost as toxic as them? Well, that's why I want to give you the steps needed to know exactly what you need to say when someone blatantly lies to your face. And not only that, this is going to help you keep your peace and have you walking away from that interaction feeling, well, rather pleased with yourself. Well, hey, my friend, my name is Chris Reese, and I want to welcome you back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. Just a caveat, though, this is not a one-size-fits-all script, but the steps that we're about to take can be applied to whatever the gaslighter throws at you. And this isn't just like a say this, not that type of episode. We're going to actually dive deep because I am more concerned with your mental, emotional, and spiritual health than I am about giving you just some predetermined script on what to say. You see, gaslighting is a form of manipulation that occurs when one person tries to control and deceive another. And this form of witchcraft can take place in any relationship, parent, partner, pastor, coworker, or friend. It can even be your hairstylist who tells you you're seeing things or your doctor who dismisses your symptoms. It can be incredibly distressing as its intent is to cause you to question your own reality. And many people, when they realize they are being gaslit, often jump to unsustainable solutions like crumbling under victimhood or calling them out. And while that's not always wrong, okay, well, the victimhood is, but maybe it's not the best solution. And the reason is simple. Knowing what to say to each and every scenario a gaslighter throws at you can be daunting. It can feel almost impossible to know how to respond in those moments and not spend the next three days beating yourself up over what you shoulda, coulda, and woulda said. And knowing what to say and how to say can be compared to expecting yourself to climb to the top of a ladder before you learn how to take steps one, two, three. You get the point. Now, Unless you're a cat or some ninja, you're likely going to struggle to just jump all the way up there. And that could be the reason why you're getting flustered when the narcissist hurls yet another invalidating insult your way. Because it's like asking someone to do something that they aren't fully trained to do. And the reason you're not responding in the Christ-like manner that you desire really comes down to preparation. So these steps that we're about to take are going to build a confidence ladder that will help you make your way to the top without tripping over your two feet. Step number one, determine that it's gaslighting. The term gaslighting has been so used and abused, and sometimes it's taken completely out of context. The truth is not everything is gaslighting. Not every denial and every difference of opinion is gaslighting. Not everyone that calls you out on your behavior is gaslighting you. But if you're on high alert for being gaslit, you can see flames where there may not be any. And sometimes you're simply dealing with an emotionally immature person who needs to learn how to uh, better finesse their words. And granted, neither one is easy to deal with. However, it does determine how you respond. Step number two. Once you've acknowledged that it truly is gaslighting, you're going to have to identify your triggers. 
Identifying your triggers helps you to get to the core of the issue. I know, I know, I know, the gaslighter is the problem, but in case you haven't noticed, they're not changing. What can change is you. Because the truth is, there's likely some truth behind their lies, and that's why it's hitting you so hard. Look, picture this. If Timmy the bag boy at the grocery store said to you, Lady, I never said I'd bag your groceries. You're crazy. You wouldn't spend the next three days stewing in frustration. You'd recognize that Timmy's got some issues. Maybe you'd pray for him, and you'd go home and enjoy your butter pecan ice cream. That's because Timmy doesn't have anything that you need. You have no pressing need to see Timmy change. You don't need love, validation, companionship, or support from Timmy the bag boy. At least I hope you don't. Your gaslighter, on the other hand, holds the key to something. Now, it's your job to determine what that something is. And until you figure out what it is and how to get that need met through more godly means, my friend, there's not going to be any script comprehensive enough to give you the right words to say because your need will always override. Step number three, know the truth. What if I told you that it was your job to prove to Satan that he's a liar? It was your job to convince him that he's evil. You'd look at me strange for sure. Look, just like it's not your job to prove to Satan that he's wicked, it's not your job to prove to the gaslighter that you're on to him or prove that what she's doing is wrong. You can rest in the truth for yourself. But you got to know the truth before you can rest in it. And if you're confused about whether what they're saying is truth or a lie, there's two places that I want you to go, my friend. Number one is God's word. And number two is wise counsel. If you are being told something contrary to scripture, then you can reject it as a lie and embrace God's truth. And if you've been gaslit for so long that you don't know what is a lie and what's a truth, I want you to be sure to get with a good Christian counselor. Or this can even be a trusted friend, a pastor, a mentor, or a licensed professional. Whatever you do, make sure they're grounded in God's word. And if you need help, we've connected with Faithful Counseling to provide a counselor that is right for you. Uh, I'll go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com. And I believe that uh, affiliate link is found there as well. Look, it's hard enough to reject the lie and embrace the truth, but it is near impossible when you don't know what the truth is. My friend, find truth. Step number four, speak the truth in love. When you're confident in who you are and whose you are, and remember, this is going to come from knowing the truth, not just somebody's version of truth, the truth, then you can respond from a place of peace and confidence. And you will kiss those days of over-explaining, justifying, calling out, or wasting your precious energy defending yourself against these abusers. You will kiss those days goodbye. Because now you're in a position to respond to those comments that were designed to deceive you because you know the truth and you aren't relying on this person for your emotional well-being. So, Let's take a moment to talk about some common gaslighting phrases and how to respond in a calm, controlled, Christ-like manner. 
The first is defensiveness. Defensiveness is a common reaction to a gaslighter's accusations. When they say things like, you're overreacting or you're the problem, instead of the common knee-jerk reactions, you could say, I'm not interested in debating that with you. Or, my experience says otherwise. Are you interested in talking about it? Or, it seems like you're bent on blaming me. I'd be happy to discuss this with you when you're willing to have a mutual dialogue. The next is deflection. Oh, gaslighters have a nasty habit of talking circles around you and changing the subject all to avoid the topic at hand. And they can't stay on topic because they really don't have any interest in finding true resolve. So they change the subject to distract or dominate you. Instead of chasing the rabbit trail, you could simply say, I'd be happy to discuss those other issues at a future time, but it's important for me to stay on this subject so we can find resolve. You do want to find resolve, don't you? The next is lying. Many gaslighters will claim that they forgot or I never said that. And this is a gaslighting go-to, and it can drive you insane, as you can't possibly imagine how they don't remember such an important topic. But instead of employing your elephant-like memory, recognize that they didn't actually forget. So stop spending your time trying to jog their memory, because it's going to be fruitless. Now, you could say instead, yeah, we all forget things sometimes. Are you willing to? and fill in the blank. State your request. Just go right back to the beginning. Because that's really what it's all about anyway, isn't it? Or you could say, it seems that you forget things often that don't work in your favor. Is this intentional? The next one you'll experience is unintentional gaslighting. Some positive, well-meaning people will gaslight you unintentionally by saying things like, oh, come on, she's your mother, just forgive her, I'm sure she loves you. Minimizing can be a form of gaslighting. These people think they're being positive or encouraging you, but they're actually minimizing your feelings and experiences. Instead of getting frustrated and trying to prove to them that you're justified in being hurt, you could simply respond, depending on the closeness of the relationship, and say something like this. I was hoping for some emotional support from you. I do understand that your experience may have been different with said toxic person, but that doesn't negate my negative experience. If you're not able to walk with me through this, I understand. Or you can challenge the person by saying, how can you be so sure if you haven't experienced it? It can be challenging to know what to say and when to say it when someone gaslights you. So when in doubt, I want to encourage you to ask questions. But, my friend, big button, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Avoid questions that begin with why. Instead, ask questions that start with what and when. What do you hope to get from saying such a harmful thing? When are you available to circle back and talk about this? Would you be open to discussing this or is your intent just to dominate the conversation? When we ask why, you're never going to be satisfied with the answer. My friend, when dealing with a gaslighter, 
Remember this. It's best to be direct and detached instead of desperate and defensive. Your goal is not to change them. Leave that to God. Your goal is to not get sucked into the toxic dynamic they're creating. My friend, do you need biblical proof that God considers gaslighting emotional abuse? I want to invite you to jump on over to episode 228 to check out that episode. And I want to invite you to grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide. It is my gift to you to help you identify and deal with all the difficult people in your life. I'll go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com and grab that valuable resource today. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.